ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina, so when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, broadcasting on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Want to get something off your chest? You can call the vent line at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. What's the old Chinese proverb? May you live in interesting times? We certainly do live in interesting times. You might argue we're living in the end times, but uh, what is going on is just amazing. And uh, and we've got a, a whole week of stuff to try to recap, but uh, I can't really focus on uh, the week because just in the last news cycle, new outrages have been nonstop from the Democrats and the left. But I want to start today's program by asking you a favor. I want to appeal to you uh, that when you see uh, the announcement for this broadcast come up on your social media platform, that could be Twitter or Facebook or BitChute, uh, um, what's the new one, uh, a par- Parler or Minds or Gab or anywhere else you see this, I'm all across all the social media platforms. When you see it, I think what a lot of people are doing is clicking on it and listening because the... The show was growing by leaps and bounds, but uh, after they listen, I, I don't think that they uh, they think to like and share it. So if you would, right when you uh, start to uh, uh, to see the broadcast, go ahead and like it and share it so we can expand the reach of this broadcast. The left is undoubtedly kicking our butts in the uh, social media and uh, in media wars, getting their message out. Now, their message is... Uh, you know, probably alienating as many people as it, it draws in. But nonetheless, we have got to be uh, better at, at uh, sharing uh, content and, uh, and getting our message out. This, uh, I put together this show. It takes, you know, two and a half, three hours every day uh, to put on. It's got uh, a lot of good information in it, and uh, it needs to have a wider audience. While I'm on the topic of uh, spreading audience, I need to encourage you again to uh, to watch Tucker Carlson tonight. He is uh, the the most articulate, insightful representative of the nationalist uh, America First movement, and uh, and does a, a you know the best job at pushing back on this leftist claptrap. But he is absolutely under assault 
if you watch his show, you'll see that uh, most of his advertisers are, I mean, with the exception possibly of uh, My Pillow, are second tier advertisers and are are uh, rushing in to get take advantage of that huge huge audience because all of the major advertisers have have pulled away under pressure from Media Matters and uh, these other left wing organizations, and the only reason. Tucker Carlson is being able to hang on is because he's got the largest audience in his time slot. Well, I think the largest audience on cable news and we need to make sure that continues and grow that audience. So at some point these, uh, these big corporations are not going to continue to be able to ignore him. I'd also encourage you to go ahead and sign on with one American news because if, and I predict when, Fox News starts pulling back and trying to uh, to cancel some of these uh, these evening shows uh, and leave this movement without a voice. I think we're going to need someone to fill that void. We need to be supporting and developing One American News. But I'll just say again, I, I'm going to appeal uh, to you, especially if you're one of the hosts. <laughs> you know, every time I see another host show, I always uh, like it and retweet it or. Uh, or share it on Facebook, but I think I'm the only one doing it. But uh, whether you're a listener or a host, if you would, before you start listening to the broadcast, like it and share it, I would be very grateful. Nancy Pelosi, did you see this uh, appearance she had at her weekly news conference yesterday? She handed the GOP, the House of Representatives, on a silver platter yesterday when she was commenting on these uh, statues. I'm going to play you the clip real quick and then we'll comment on it. I'm not one of those people who's wedded to, oh, a statue to somebody someplace is an important thing. Uh, I don't, again, if the community doesn't want the statue there, the statue shouldn't be there. Uh, I, that doesn't diminish my pride in my Italian-American heritage. And the- She's referring there, of course, to the destruction of Christopher Columbus statues. And she's looking right in the camera and saying that uh, the tearing down Christopher Columbus statues doesn't diminish her pride in Italian-American heritage. Well, I think Italian-Americans who represent about uh, 20,000 voters across this country are going to take exactly the opposite view. I shouldn't have uh, interrupted that clip. We'll, uh, we'll listen to a bit more of it is an important thing uh i don't again if the community doesn't want the statue there the statue shouldn't be there uh i that doesn't diminish my pride in my italian american heritage and the fact that uh, it was a country discovered by an italian name for an italian america Vespucci. Uh, so i have that pride uh, but i don't care that much about statues shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor people will do what they do it, it, it's a, it is a, I do think that from a safety standpoint, uh, it would be a good idea to uh, have it taken down if the community doesn't want it. I don't know that it has to be a commission, uh, but it just could be a, a community view. And sometimes it's something that's been there, that view has been. So this is, uh, this is her saying, first of all, she starts out saying, statues are not that important to me. Well, it may not be important to Nancy Pelosi because she's being led around the nose by a bunch of uh, anti-American Marxists, but it's important to the rest of us. It represents our history and our legacy, good, bad, and ugly. 
But this notion that they're pulling down uh, Christopher Columbus statues is a direct assault on the legitimacy of America. They're trying to paint us as some sort of colonizers, and we uh, we don't have any legitimate reason to be here. It's gonna it's trying to alienate us from our own homeland. It's total BS, as I uh, detailed on this show earlier in the week. You can't stand on any piece of ground in this world without standing on ground that has been taken from one people by another. It is the very story of human history. But then the reporter asked her outright, don't you think it should be done by a commission and, uh, and debated and discussed? Nancy Pelosi's response. Uh, so I have that pride. Uh, I don't care that much about statues. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. People will do what they do, she says. This is unbelievable. This woman is the uh, controls one of the houses of Congress. She's third in line to the presidency. She doesn't think we ought to go through any sort of uh, you know public debate and vote. She just thinks people are going to do what they do. Talking to uh, talking about an offense to her own people, the destruction of Christopher Columbus statues and throwing them in the the Boston Har- uh, the uh, Baltimore Harbor. I remember back, I guess it was in the 80s, yeah, uh, when the whole uh, election cycle was about Newt Gingrich. The Democrats were very successful in running against Newt Gingrich. Uh, uh, congressional candidates all across this land just basically ignored their opponents and, uh, and tied them at the hip with Newt Gingrich, and it was successful. The Democrats were able to take back the House of Representatives, based largely on lies back then. But we've got Nancy Pelosi on tape saying, statues are not important to me. Even if they tear down a statue that represents, uh, you know, the founding of this country, it's not important. People are going to do what they're going to do. Maybe they should be careful that they don't drop the statues on their heads. But other than that, I'm good with it. Every congressional uh, Republican congressional candidate should be playing uh, that clip on a loop and then saying, if you want more of this, you just return the House of Representatives uh, to a Democrat majority led by this lunatic. And if they don't, they deserve what they get. People will do what they do. She went on to talk about uh, in that same news conference, the, the SCOTUS ruling that said that, no, they can't use their committees to harass the president, that they had no legitimate articulated purpose, legislative purpose for uh, getting his tax returns. And one of the uh, reporters, I think it was a One America News reporter, and that's why they're so important, asked Pelosi, uh, well, why don't you release your tax returns? And she said, well, I'm not running for president. Again, third most powerful uh, politician in Washington. You could argue that Mitch McConnell is. Actually, I I think it would probably be uh, the president, uh, the Speaker of the House, because they control the budget, and then the the, uh, Senate leader. But Nancy Pelosi, in response to that question, says, I'm not going to release my tax returns unless I run for president. She's third in line to the presidency. 
if you're demanding that the you have to abuse the political system in order to get your hands on the current president's tax returns, we need to see yours too. I guess I ought to comment uh, a little bit more on this uh, this ruling uh, out of uh, the Supreme Court. It was uh, it's going to uh, deliver the left's objective of making this country ungovernable because they said in that ruling um, out of Manhattan whether or not Cy Vance can get his hands on 10 years worth of the president's financial records that that the president uh, has to comply if they make a legitimate case. Now, they haven't made a legitimate case, and I don't think they can. But what this will do is it will make it possible for thousands and thousands of elected district attorneys across this nation to harass a president, engage in this political witch hunt, and that's exactly what Cy Vance is doing. He took the language right out of the the uh, Democrats' House of Representatives subpoenaed and put it in his own subpoena and is using a bogus uh, charge of campaign finance, which is no... No uh, inter- or no concern, no legitimate concern of the Manhattan district attorney to try to get his hands on uh, on those uh, tax records. And now the Supreme Court has uh, empowered that. And this is a ruling that we're going to have to live with until uh, it's overturned. Again, uh, pointing out the the value of having one American news network. Uh, they were at the. Uh, the daily press briefing with uh, Kaylee, Ma- or yeah, Kaylee McInerney, and sorry about that, and asked this question: Works to reduce Epstein's full predator status in 2015. NYPD had audio evidence of Weinstein admitting rape, and uh, Vance's office refused to prosecute. All this while attacking President Trump's uh, family and their enterprises. Given this history, what is President Trump's views of Vance from both a personal standpoint and a political standpoint? Is this Vance just, I mean, is he just politically abusing the court system? Now, you may argue that Chanel Rion from One American News Network there was using her question to make a statement. I would agree. This is exactly the same tactic that all of the left-wing media in that room use day after day after day. So if they're going to play that game, then we have to play it as well. And uh, and Chanel Rion did an excellent job of pointing out that Cy Vance uh, empowered and enabled uh, Harvey Weinstein and his uh, sexual perversions for years and years and turned a blind eye to it. Kaylee, uh, to her great credit, turned it around back to the the original subject of Cy Vance's uh, vendetta and abuse of the judicial, his uh, his prosecutorial authority, uh, and here it is. What is Trump's views on him? Yeah, you raised some very good points about the partisan attorney uh, in Manhattan. Um, you know, Justice Alito said this in his opinion. It really stood out to me. He said, as for the potential use of subpoenas to harass, we need not exhibit a naivete from which ordinary citizens are free. As we have recognized, a president is an easily identifiable target. There are more than 2,300 local prosecutors and district attorneys in the country. Many local prosecutors are elected. And 
and many prosecutors have ambitions for higher elected office. Bring in Cy Vance, a Democrat, uh, someone who Justice Thomas pointed out something very interesting. Uh, Justice Thomas noted that the district attorney for the county of New York, Cyrus Vance, uh, served a subpoena on the president's personal accounting firm that, quote, was nearly identical to a subpoena issued by a congressional committee requesting nearly 10 years of the president's financial records. So the partisan attorney, uh, the Democrat from New York, is aiding and abetting uh, the Democrats, the lawless Democrats like Nancy Pelosi, who have pursued this president with bogus charges of collusion, with bogus charges um, in the impeachment inquiry, and are now pursuing this, only to be rebuked by the Supreme Court and assisted by Cy Vance. Alito and Thomas were the only judges that had the spine to stand up against this. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even want this uh, kind of authority if you had uh, a Democrat in the White House because it is uh, it is a recipe, as I say, to become ungovernable. Stick with us. we got to run out to a break. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee in the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. You said the world has gone crazy. I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. And go to preparewithmojo50.com today. It'll take you over to My Patriot Food Supply, and you will save $100 off of, um, off of your emergency food supply. And you'll get free shipping if you, uh, if you get the uh, one-week emergency food supply. You'll, uh, you'll save money on that as well. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. So... <sighs> The Marxist mayor of New York City. How does a, a self-avowed Marxist get elected mayor of the biggest, uh, most influential city in our country? There's a lot of people asleep at the switch. But, of course, yesterday you saw that he painted this huge lettering right there on Fifth Avenue in front of Trump Tower, used taxpayer money to paint this logo uh, to pursue uh, the Democrats' political vendetta against Donald Trump. Had Al Sharpton out there with him, a guy who has uh, incited deadly riots right there in New York City and, uh, and painted Black Lives Matter. Now, the last big thing we heard from Black Lives Matter in Manhattan is when they were walk- marching down the streets, thousands of them, Channing, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want it now? What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want it now? 
and now they're painting their uh, Marxist logo in front of the president's um, tower on Fifth Avenue. It's really unbelievable. I think the president ought to put up some signage, uh, uh, a um, you know, some sort of uh, sign, neon sign, uh, calling out the lies of Bill de Blasio. He, maybe he ought to just put up a, a sign with the daily running uh, murder count in Bill de Blasio's New York City where he so badly uh, betrayed the police. They're retiring. The New York City Police Department is retiring at just an alarming rate. They're not able to hold a, a police academy because of the the so-called lockdowns that uh, that Blas- de Blasio wants to, uh, has put into effect. And so the uh, police protection is going to diminish daily. Al Sharpton was on Morning Joe, where he's a regular guest. Apparently, you know, you can leave behind your your history of uh, shake shakedowns and uh, incitements to riots and uh, get a, a spot on an NBC cable news show. He was talking to Willie Geist about this Black Lives Matter mural. I was in Harlem last week where we did Black Lives Matter on 7th Avenue. It always mattered on 7th Avenue. It didn't always matter on 5th Avenue. That's where the message needs to be. It didn't always matter on 5th Avenue. That's where the message needs to be. Again, this is using New York City taxpayer funds in order to engage in petty politics. Willie Geist's response is pretty interesting. Rev, guys like you and I can't necessarily shop on Fifth Avenue. We just look into the windows and hope someday we can. Guys like you and me can't shop on Fifth Avenue. Willie Geist makes more than a million dollars a year for his uh, little bit parts on Unhinged Morning Joe. And Al Sharpton has made uh, himself fabulously wealthy while not paying his taxes, by the way with this uh, this shakedown operation that he's put together. If you don't give us money, we are, we are going to get in front of your location, your offices with a bullhorn and call you racist. And, of course, the spineless uh, boardrooms have collapsed to this. Rev, guys like you and I can't necessarily shop on Fifth Avenue. We just look into the windows and hope someday we can. Uh, you know, here he is trying to posture himself as one of the proletariat, I guess. One of the people, Joe Biden uh, uh, pulled the same little stunt in a, uh, a recently posted campaign commercial on social media. Mr. President, you want to talk about corruption? I've released 21 years of my tax returns. I entered as one of the poorest men in Congress, left one of the poorest men in government, in Congress, and as vice president. I made no money while I was in there other than my salary. He's one of the poorest men in Congress. Joe Biden looked in the camera with a straight face and told you that he is poor. Well, how the hell, if you only uh, made money off of your salary in Congress, do you own and live in one of the biggest mansions in the state of Maryland, which is no, uh, no small thing. Maryland is home to the credit card industry that has made its, uh, itself fabulously, fabulously wealthy off of, um, these, uh, usury interest rates and payday loans and other, uh, schemes that victimize poor people and working people. He wants us to believe he's poor. 
his scheme, if you need to be reminded of it, is, uh, has always been to uh, throw the political favors uh, to benefit his family, who then turn around and fund his extravagant lifestyle, his brother, his son, his, uh, his sister, are all multi-multi-millionaires based on their connections with Joe Biden. His brother owns an island very close to, uh, to Jeffrey Epstein's Pedo Island. He, he owns a, a couple of lots on an island that's totally undeveloped. But uh, he was given that uh, by a lobbyist that uh, had business in front of Joe Biden. Black Lives Matter were being used and uh, and and tricked. It is a, uh, a slogan. It's a title designed to obscure the true nature of that organization, which is a, a revolutionary Marxist organization. And now you've got the odd specter of these big corporations throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at the same organization that wants to destroy them. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a, a little bit more look at uh, what's going on in Trump's former home of Manhattan and the latest hijinks by the rogue judge Emmett Sullivan right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. Whether you're moving in together for the first time, this can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So, this whole Black Lives Matter lettering on city streets and Democrat strongholds across this country has really turned into a, a fiasco. Uh, just exposing the hypocrisy of the left. Of course, you probably know about that story out of Martinez, California. It's just inland from the uh, the Bay Area, the San Francisco area, uh, where uh, a couple of citizens, you know, got sick of the just blatant hypocrisy of these uh, these protesters pulling down statues across the country, while at the same time lettering uh, their their streets. And a husband and wife went out and uh, took a, a bucket of black paint and started painting over it. And the the left wing George Soros funded district attorney in the in the uh, district charged them with a hate crime. It's a hate crime. While at the same time turning a blind eye to all of this destruction of uh, America's uh, uh, history. And now uh, this story out of Vancouver. Canada, I suppose it's Vancouver, Canada. I don't think it's Vancouver, Washington. Maybe where they uh, they painted a crosswalk in the uh, the rainbow as a pride um, demonstration, gay pride. 
So apparently uh, somebody burned rubber on the rainbow crosswalk and it was immediately deemed to be worthy of the police time to try to figure out, try and track down who did it and see if they're guilty of a race crime. The Vancouver police sprang into action and uh, took to Twitter saying investigators would like to speak with the driver responsible for defacing the recently installed pride crosswalk. If you have information, call 604-925-7300. That number again is 604-925-7300. And then later on they came and they said, we have identified the driver of the vehicle involved in the incident. That poor bastard must be going through hell right now. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, it's like something right out of 1984. George Orwell just missed the, the year by about 36, but this is uh, this is really a, a, a full fledged control effort using the, uh, the the courts and the law in order to suppress any dissenting views. Bill de Blasio, uh, who I was talking about before the break, he went on with uh, CNN's Wolf Blitz last night and was asked um you know, he's got uh, the Manhattan in a, a lockdown, but he's turning a blind eye to all of these uh, Black Lives Matter protests. And in fact, you know, during this uh, this mural painting yesterday, he was uh, out in the streets with a bunch of other leftist lunatics with uh, paint rollers painting this so-called mural. No social distancing. They were right shoulder to shoulder. So apparently the coronavirus knows not to attack these left-wing protesters but he was appearing with wolf blitz and he was he was uh you know going through all of the events that uh new yorkers have to forego parades festivals they have to lock down and get in their homes except for well you guessed it big outdoor concerts and it means things like parades you know things that here in the city can mean not just thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people it's just not time for that now. What about protests? If people want to march down Fifth Avenue, are they going to be allowed to do so? Look, Wolf, this is always an area of real sensitivity. If you're just talking about health, we would always say, hey, folks, you know, stay home if you can. But we understand at this moment in history, people are talking about the need for historic changes. I mean, today in New York City, you know, recognizing the power and the meaning of the message Black Lives Matter. which So try to wrap your mind around that kind of Marxist logic. You have to shut down uh, parades in, in National Pride or for um, Labor Day or any of the other things that are important. But uh, because, you know, it's such a deadly threat. But according to the same Marxist mayor, the Black Lives Matter protests, well, you have to recognize that that's a different story. We have to uh, we have to make a special dispensation for that because, of course, that's important to me. You lock down because I I say so, and I'll ignore those lockdowns if I decide that uh, it's something worthwhile. Either that, or you have to assume that he wants all the Black Lives protesters to die. To die. No, he doesn't believe in these lockdowns. He knows exactly what he's doing. This is about control of the population. Purposely destroying the economy like he is with the police department in order to try to uh, turn Manhattan into a Marxist utopia. This idiot is up for re-election in 2021. And uh, 
and I hope some high-profile uh, law and order candidate will run against him on the Republican ticket and ride that uh, vehicle into Gracie Mansion, just like Rudolph Giuliani and uh, and the Mini Mike did. I'm going to play this part of the clip for you one more time. For that now. What about protests? If people want to march down Fifth Avenue, are they going to be allowed to do so? Look, Wolf, this is always an area of real sensitivity. If you're just talking about health, we would always say, hey, folks, you know, stay home if you can. But we understand at this moment in history, people are talking about the need for historic changes. I mean, today. <laughs> we would say stay, stay home like we're telling everybody else, canceling their parades, their festivals, their observances, shutting down churches. But we've got to make a a. a a special dispensation for the Black Lives Matter Marxist radicals. It is a total nightmare what is going on in New York under the leadership of Bill de Blasio. Reminds you kind of of uh, that movie, Escape from New York. And that is exactly what uh, tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of the residents of the Big Apple are doing. This was until Bill de Blasio rode into town with his Marxist ideology, one of the safest big cities in the world. It's devolving into a utopian or or dystopian hell, not utopian, dystopian. And that uh, all of that good work was done by Republicans, former Mayor Rudy Giuliani and uh, and many Mike Bloomberg. This nightmare is brought to you courtesy of Bill de Blasio and Andrew Como, who they were seriously talking about, you know, becoming their presidential nominee, Como. I loved, you know, visiting New York. I definitely wouldn't ever live there, but I would never visit under these circumstances. Bill de Blasio, I mean, uh, Andrew Como is responsible for the there's no other word for it, murder of, of thousands and thousands of uh, nursing home residents. And now uh, they are causing a mass exodus that is going to collapse the tax base of New York City. I read somewhere as many as half a million people are fleeing the city. And that's just right now. It, it, it's going to snowball as the city becomes more and more unlivable. And then the Democrat and then the Democrats will uh, be defeated by a Republican and a Republican will be charged with cleaning up their mess. I was, uh, I've, I've been um, caught up in this cancel culture now. Uh, people are starting to take notice of this show online and, uh, and try to find ways to punish me for having dissident views. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to, encourage it or give anybody ideas but there was a professor from johns hopkins university if you can believe it when you listen to this clip she has a professor at johns hopkins university saying that uh, it's not really cancel culture it's just us canceling you if you uh, if you say anything wrong well, J.K. Rowling is not a compass of morality because she has spoken out in a bad way against the lgbtqia plus communities what LGBTQIA+. So this list uh, just continues to expand. Uh, they're, they're trying to put it into it by putting that plus on the end. Uh, no LGBTQ. 
IA, that would be intersex and asexual, I would suppose, plus plus the hundred or more other gender identities that these uh, these lunatics want to uh, foist upon us. Spoken out in a bad way against the LGBTQIA plus community. It's not a cancel culture. It's a culture of accountability. If you do something wrong, then you should be held accountable. We're not canceling people simply because they wake up in the morning and say hello. These are people who are doing things that are rooted in racism, sexism. Um, you know, these are people who need to be held accountable. So if people are opposing cancel culture, then my question to you is, how do you hold someone accountable? If you do something wrong at your job, you will be held to a certain standard. People need to be held to a standard when they do things that in 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 effect really detriment anyone within society, whether it's because of their race, color, or creed. And that's These are doing. our new overlords. If you say anything that we disagree with, even as she mentioned, J.K. Rowling, who just had the, uh, the audacity to say that, uh, you know, women are women and, uh, and men are not women. Even if they want to dress up like women, that's fine. They're transgenders, but they're not women. Women have certain biological, uh, features. I'm not going to go into them. You know what they are that, uh, that men don't possess and they don't have the, uh, the burdens that, uh, women carry and for that she's uh, they're trying to cancel her they put together um her along with uh, norm chomsky and uh, some other old school liberals put together a um a letter about a hundred of them signed it jk rawlings and uh, norm norm chomsky included saying that uh, you know we have to have open debate we can't just cancel anybody who says anything that we disagree with a bunch of those uh, those old school liberals had to take their name off of the letter because they were, in fact, witnessing firsthand this council culture that came after them. Tucker Carlson, uh, who I'm going to start uh, excerpting extensively on this show, talked about it on, I think it was last night's show. So what does that say about the people around Joe Biden? Well, they're ruthless, obviously, and they're not into debate. Not just presidential debates, but any debate. They don't like being disagreed with. They don't believe that there are two sides to any question. They believe their own views are the only legitimate views. When you criticize them, they won't engage with you. They don't bother to rebut your points. They simply attack you. Joe Biden himself attacked this show today, in fact. He didn't respond to the questions that we raised. He just called us names. And then his minions tried to pull us off the air. We survived because, thank God, we work here. But you should know that's how they plan to run the country. Biden will pick some running mate whose identity makes it impossible for anyone to criticize her. And then they'll describe any criticism of their governance as a hate crime. We based of that for eight years under Barack Obama. You know this. You know how it works. And of course, they've been doing it for years on college campuses and in corporate diversity seminars, any place where they have total control. Now the entire American population is getting the very same treatment. Tonight, for example, close to a thousand companies are boycotting Facebook's advertising platform. Why are they doing that? Because they're demanding that Facebook censor the president and his voters, ban conservative news outlets, allow only publications controlled by the left to decide what's news. What do you think they plan to do to Fox News if they take power? Well, they're trying to do it right now to Fox News and most especially Tucker Carlson. Those same thousand companies that he mentioned in that clip 
are boycotting his show under pressure from Black Lives Matter and these other Marxists. That's why it's important that you watch it. Tucker says, well, you know, we're still on the air because of uh, Fox News supports us. Well, the reason Fox News supports us and it's the only reason is because he's got a huge audience. And he really hasn't said anything that they could uh, they could use to take him off the air, although if it wasn't for the size of his audience, they most certainly would. But these advertisers are uh, trying to wreck his show. Tune in every night. It's the best thing on uh, on cable. And while you're at it, go ahead and um, re- uh, subscribe to One America News. We've got to run it out to break. Stick with us. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com you know, I got in a flame war on Twitter with a, a bunch of these Black Lives Matter adherents, uh, dumbed down, brainwashed lunatics, almost all of them white. And uh, I really got a firsthand taste of just how deluded these people are. They don't understand anything about the true nature of Black Lives Matter. I was posting clips and, uh, and trying to educate them, but the, they're beyond reach. They're beyond reach. Here's one of the clips that I uh, that I you know responded with. This is uh, the the New York director of the Black Lives Matter appearing with uh, with Martha McCallum, threatening to burn the system down. Burn it down. You said burn it down. It's time. So that makes me think I, that, I you wanna, it's, that you want to burn time. it down. I said if this country. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. I wish Martha had had asked him there. Well, what do you want? Because we know what they want. They want collectivism. They want to uh, do away with uh, private enterprise, and they want the same system that's failed in Russia and China and. Cuba and Venezuela and Laos and Cambodia and all the other places that's ever been tried. But, you know, you could turn a blind eye uh, to that idiot, just say, well, he's sort of an outlier. He doesn't have any power. But we've got a, uh, a congressman. Well, we've got many congressmen, but uh, one in particular, Ilhan Omar, who is uh, talking about the same thing. She doesn't use the word burn it down. She uses dismantling. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of a... 
We have to dismantle it. That is seditious talk. And they ought to expel that woman from Congress. They won't, but they, they ought to. AOC was, uh, was out yesterday and saying, well, you know, uh, when we when we defund the police and she doesn't make any bones about it. So I saw a poll that said 77% of people don't believe that defund the police means what it says They're, You know, they've got these uh, rose colored glasses on and they just can't believe anybody would be that lunatic, but you can listen to them. They're not about uh, reducing the police or diminishing the police or decreasing the police. If they were, They'd say so. It wouldn't be defund the police. It would be decrease the police. That's even a better slogan. It rhymes. It's it's got the Jesse Jackson lingo going on there. No, they mean to defund the police. And these 77% who haven't got a clue need to wise up. AOC was out yesterday saying that, uh, well, yeah, we're going to go ahead and abolish the police. She says it outright. We need to abolish the police. And then afterwards, we can, uh, you know, we can have a, a experimentation. We can uh, engage in experimentation on what to replace it with. This, of course, will be after we suffer the consequences. And we can disagree about the details of it, but we can't go back. And um, this conversation, you know, figuring out that path forward, you. As much as we want policy to be, I'm going to propose it, I'm going to have all of the answers and put a neat little bow, and we're going to pass this one law once, and everything is going to be fixed. That's how we wish all of this stuff works. But what it really is going to take is experimentation and to ask, what if? And to even pass laws in the spirit of that experiment. <laughs> how many... Tens of thousands of people you think are going to die in this purge that she's got in mind while she experiments with what to replace, uh, replace police with. It's not like police, you know, spraying out of the minds of Adolf Hitler or something. Police have been required for an orderly civilization time immemorial. It was a lot less so in this country in the early days, because we didn't have so much criminality like we do now. I've got a clip here. This is a, this is a guy and he takes a microphone uh, out for man in the street interviews and, uh, and interviews people. He starts off. His name is Amy Horowitz talking to white hipsters about whether defund the police really means defund the police. And then he goes and talks to, uh, to black citizens of New York city and sees if they agree. This is kind of a long clip. It goes almost a little over three minutes. I'm Ami Horowitz, and there are many on the left who want to abolish the police, feeling that communities of color will be better off without them. Abolishing the police has entered the realm of normative debate. Even the wife of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio supports it. Really? No How much better there. off with the black community be if we dismantled the police? Uh, I, I think infinitely, honestly. How White much better off with the, with the black community be if we separated the police from them? How much better off would we all be? I'd rather have something that doesn't work without them than what we currently have, which is something that doesn't work with them. The police should go back to being, you know, members of the community. Abolish the police. Absolutely. I think that they are 
disgusting. Policing in this country is about keeping black people down. They're, they're monsters. I hate the police. Police arose out of slave-catching patrols. The police are an occupying army. Like, I just hate the police and everything that they stand for. How do people you think feel like an East Harlem about the NYPD? I probably, the same way I feel about them, you know, I probably worse. How much rage is there on the streets against the police these days by the black community? A ton now, but I think there always has been a lot for good reason. Fair to say the police harm more than they help. Yeah. So I decided to go see the rage on the streets firsthand. So those were all white hipsters who want to abolish the police. And so Amy, his name, Horowitz, goes to Harlem and asks a, a bunch of the black residents there how they feel about it. So I'm here in Harlem on Malcolm X Boulevard to ask the people, is this true? What do you think of the people who say, oh, your community will be better off if there was no police? How dangerous do you think it would make this neighborhood if that was the case? Very dangerous because it would be crazy. People would be just going crazy. You know what I mean? It would be worse than what it is. Robberies, looting, raping, murder. You know I think there was a movie like that. I think it was called The Purge. What would you think would happen in this community if they looked to abolish the police? It would be happening. Abolishing the NYPD, that'd be suicide. But yes, they're needed. I, uh... It goes on and on. You know, these uh, these white woke hipsters that are out there in the streets claiming they support Black Lives Matter while uh, doing everything they can to uh, to wreck the black community. They don't represent most black people. And this is one of the reasons I think that Donald Trump is going to get a lot of of support. Biden uh, came out yesterday and uh revealed that uh, he's had task force meetings with Bernie Sanders people so that they can come up with uh, uh, plans for his administration. Of course, Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders, his followers are committed Marxist. Joe Biden doesn't have any real committed followers. He's just got people that are hoping that he wins so that they can get back into power. And Bernie Sanders crew will, uh, will be in the driver's seat. They've got a unity plan, and they've got a commission. One of the things uh, that they talked about is they're going to recommend reparations. Trillions of dollars from taxpayers who never owned slaves transferred to people who have never been slaves. They've got this unity platform. They're trying to walk back this, uh, this claim that Joe Biden and all of the other Democrat candidates made to provide government funded health care to all illegal aliens and they're they're trying to whittle that down a little bit because they know that the commercials are coming and it's going to destroy Joe Biden's candidacy and they're now saying well it's just free government funded taxpayer funded health care for the uh the dreamers the illegal aliens that uh, came here as children my children don't get free health care i'm funding that why would illegal aliens get it i can tell you because they uh, they prioritize the illegal aliens they're they're you know one of their uh, touchstones biden was in western pennsylvania yesterday uh, and a uh, a local reporter asked him about 
his plans that he stated uh, quite clearly during the debates to do away with fossil fuels, including fracking, and what effect that that would have on uh, the hundreds of thousands of jobs in Pennsylvania. Especially if fracking is on the chopping block, how, how are we going to help these displaced workers? Well, fracking is not going to be on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the chopping block, as you say. Oh, fracking's not on the chopping block all of a sudden. Well, that clangs against the ear because I'm old enough to remember this. Chopping block, as you say. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. So Joe Biden's going to do away with fossil fuel. <laughs> I mean, these people are not serious. They're not serious people. They're uh, they're being led around their nose by a bunch of hips, woke hipsters. I'll just play it for you again. Now he's saying that uh, they're not going to uh, put fracking on the chopping block. Because I know Joe Biden. I've, I've sat at a dinner table with Joe Biden. He'll say whatever he thinks the people that are standing in front of him at the time want to hear. But um, here's what he actually said about fracking. Chopping block, as you say. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No. 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 I don't know how you get any more, any more clear than that. Bernie Sanders is going to control Biden lock, stock and barrel and Biden. And one of his other uh, whoppers that he told in Pennsylvania yesterday, he said that uh, we're going to buy American from now on. Uh, the government's going to buy, procure all of its purchases from American manufacturers. So after 47 years in office, 47 years, he likes to hit those consonants. Joe Biden has now got the idea that we ought to buy American. Where do you suppose Joe Biden might have got such a notion? But he's on record saying that 14 million energy workers are going to be put out of a job. I guess he'll come up with a government-funded retraining program for them. I guess they can learn to code. Now, this is all a lie. He'll, he'll fall right back in to his China masters. And he says that uh, he's going to reinstate the requirement that the uh, the nuns, the little sisters of the poor, uh, pay for abortions. I don't really want to live in a world where nuns are required to pay for abortions, but that's Joe Biden. Well, that takes us to the end of this week of America First, or right now with Jim Dawes. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you later. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is... What's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. 
Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.